In three, two, one. Hi there, and welcome to Life Hacks with Daryl and Grace. I am Daryl Scott. Today is going to be an interesting day. We have a young lady who has started a, um, an organization. She has a couple of organizations um, about children and getting them into college and basically benefiting uh, the young people of today. I'm very interested in, first of all, how we go from a high school graduate to you know, starting these two organizations. So ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you, Jawan Smith. Uh, Jawan, tell me about yourself and this journey that you're on. So thanks for having me, first of all. Um, this journey has been all about just trials and tribulations of my life. Everything that has happened has created a platform. So um, I was a caseworker for the county when I just saw that there were so many things happening and there were not a lot of resources for the parents to be available for our children. And so just those basic trials and tribulations of being a single parent trying to help my child created these platforms. So my consulting firm, Getting Our Babies to College 101, that came from me trying to figure out how to get my daughter ready for college. Um, I wanted to be able to be a resource for her. So that came about. And then I started my nonprofit. That came from me watching my son teaching himself how to tie a tie on YouTube. So that's where 1,000 Ties came from. And then the books just came, everything just came natural after that. So everything came from what people would usually probably call barriers. But for me, I took my life lessons and turned them into a resource for other people. You, you've mentioned realistically three different things. Yes. My first right. thing is how do you have time to negotiate and manipulate all of these things, because these are not, let's say, static things. These are things that are constantly in flow and constantly going on. How are you balancing your life right now? Um, right now, it's just really go, go, go. It's just there's so many, there are so many needs. And for me, I feel like it's my walk, it's my purpose to be available to the people and for the people. So I just kind of just make it work. I sleep, you know, when I get a chance. But for the most part, if I'm not doing something related to 1,000 Ties, I'm somewhere doing some public speaking for my consulting firm, or I'm somewhere reading books to children and um, writing more books. So I just try and make it work. Nice. That's, that's very nice. And it seems as though most of the, the, the two organizations have to do with kids. Yeah. Why are you so close to making kids professional, getting them ready for college and, and, and basically uplifting our children? I think it's important for us to give our children the tools. We can't just put them out there and expect them to be successful. We, as the adults, as the parents, as the community, we have to make sure we give our youth the tools so that they can be successful, so that they know how to go out and be a productive part of the community. We can't just throw them out there and expect them to just make it happen. We have to help them. So my passion has always been about family empowerment, children being empowered. Before I started my firms, I was that go-getter parent in the school district. You, you can see me at any school fighting to you know, create opportunities, whether it was a safety issue, an educational issue, I was always out advocating. So that has been my whole mission for the last 10 years, just to be able to help people that honestly, in some situations, don't know how to help themselves. Okay, a couple of things here. Number one, how do you, how do you choose the people that you help? Secondly, how do those people find you? So the people that I help, I, I kind of go 
where I feel there is a big need. So a lot of principals reach out to me. So that's kind of the best way people find me. Um, I have a lot of support from several superintendents of school districts. So Eric Gordon with Cleveland, Mr. Jolly with Warrensville, the mayor in Maple just pulled us over there. So the people, um, there is a need and they see that we provide these services and they reach out to us to come out to be of service to their children. So it's kind of just been flowing, you know, just, it's just been flowing. So what is the biggest thing you see? You're making your first impression upon kids. What is the first thing you see that they need? I mean, it's, if some kid sits down in front of you, you notice that this kid needs what? First thing I do is I try to meet them where they are. I, I make it a habit to listen first and talk later. Um, so usually I try and give them that comfort of I'm a mother. So that opens a lot of doors for me. I'm a mother. A lot of times my son is there with me. So that also, you know, opens up a door. But once they feel comfortable, we can kind of dive into what their need might be. So whether that is um, they need help with stuff at home or maybe they need help with their grades or maybe they're having social anxiety. That's one of the bigger things with the pandemic. It has caused people to be a little bit more reserved in ways that they wouldn't have in the past. So any of those little things that we see, we try to work on that. It might just be a parent calling like, hey, you know, my son doesn't have any men around him. We need to have some positive male influence. Can you help us? That's a common ask. I get that question a lot. You know, we don't have a male influence in our family or in our neighborhood or in our house. How can you help us in that area? How do you find that person then? If they if they need a man in their life, do, do you have a library of, this sounds horrible. Do you have a library of men <laughs> that you can stop that? that you can call on and go, I need you to speak in front of class and speak in front of these people? What do you do? Well, people kind of gravitate to the program. So we have great partnerships with a lot of the fraternities. Um, we just picked up a new partnership with the Black Elite Golfers Association. Um, we have a lot of big organizations that have um, groups of men that are just looking for opportunities to volunteer and be a part of the community. So. We um, have them come in, they do the application, they do an interview, they do a background check, and we figure out where their area expertise is and we throw them in, whether that's a workshop or if that's mentoring a youth or if that's volunteering at an event, we just you know figure out what's the best fit. But it's the just everyday men from the community that, that wanna be a part of this movement, wanna be a part of the process to help our young men. So as the CEO of Getting Our Babies to College 101, what what do you offer? What if you have a curriculum? What what do you offer for for somebody out there going? It sounds interesting, but I want to know what she does. So our curriculum is based off of the needs of parents. So I created the curriculum based off of things that I wish I would have been able to have access to. So um, how to find scholarships, how to properly do a college visit, understand standing the FAFSA, that's a big one. On um, the student athlete process, there's so many youth in our community that don't make it to college sports just because they didn't understand the basis of how to get there. Um, budgeting, um, adulting, financial literacy. Um, I teach people how to market themselves. So I've based my whole career off of being in pitch competitions like Shark Tank. So I take those same skills that I use in Shark Tank pitches and I teach those to people so that they can understand how to properly market themselves, whether it's a school interview, a scholarship interview, even adults use these skills for job interviews. So we have a whole curriculum that can fit anybody from middle school all the way to professionals. 
that's a daunting task, considering that there sometimes are people that uh, I'm going to be honest and, and are resistant. Very how much so. Get, how do you get past those people who say, oh, she doesn't do this. This is just for this. W- what do you do to get through their wall? So what what gives me a little bit of leverage is the fact that I'm a parent. So that helps people relax a little bit. So you're interacting with a parent versus working with the principal of your school or one of the teachers where you might not want them to know that maybe you don't have a high school diploma. Maybe you don't have a college diploma. Maybe you're intimidated by a FAFSA because you never went to college. So it kind of gives me a, you know, a little bit of leverage just because I'm a parent that went through the process. So they kind of see me as somebody that they can connect with because I get, they feel like I get it. So that um, is kind of what has made my program beneficial is what has kept us around. It um, has also helped us build the leverage in the area of the school see this as an added value to what they do. So you can bring in this parent-based consulting firm to work with your parents, whereas you have these other organizations that come in to work with the children. This is this is interesting because I keep thinking of in this time that we live in right now, kids would rather do, let's say, other things and that other things is a broad category. Mm-hmm. You've got to convince them that this is the right thing to do. And how long do you work with a child to get them to go to college? If there's an eighth grader, are you going to work with that eighth grader from eighth grade to the time he graduates? Or do it do at some point, do they graduate your program and now you're on your own? Okay, so one thing, our program is not just about college. That's how, that's what the name was, and that's how the mission started. But our goal is to help every child come up with what I call an ICP, an individual college plan. And that plan could be college, it could be trade, it could be military, it could be an apprenticeship. But whatever that looks like, how do we prepare for that starting in middle school going into high school? Because now a lot of high schools are like career specific. So you can go to a school for aeronautics, you can go to a school for culinary. So high schools are kind of set up to where you can actually start looking at things early. So we start in middle school, we're helping them understand how to make their passion a career. That's actually one of my workshops, passion equals career. So helping people understand what their passion is will help them get to that career without wasting student loan money or wasting um, time there's a lot of people, I'm sure you know a lot of people that have went four years to college, they work for two years and they hate the career. Yeah. But if we start the conversation early, you can do some internships, you can do shadowing, you could choose a high school that specializes in what it is you think you want to do. And by the time you graduate high school, you might realize that that isn't what I want. That's so funny because I, I would be that child because I was, back in the day, we had enrichment classes for math and I was real good in math and real good in geometry and, and, and so forth and so on. But I also realized that college was not for me. I, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to deal with the, the masses and all the stuff that went with it. So what I did is I went to a, a vocational school actually for, for broadcasting, which is how I got started in this wonderful career we call radio or for what we call broadcasting. And, and that's the thing that I'm always questioning. I don't always think that you need a college education. And with your program by going college, trade, vocational, military, you, you can do that, which is, to me, a tremendous advantage over a lot of other people. How do you present that to people? Because I think at many occasions, people are programmed that college is the only way to go. Well, our goal is to get the children to be able to figure out their passion. And then the other side of that is getting the parents to kind of sit back and let the children figure out their passion. Because a lot of times, parents already in their mind have it 
figured out, well, my son's going to be a doctor. He's going to do this, but your son might want to be a plumber. I've had it happen multiple times where parents are pushing, pushing, pushing. And then I'm watching the body language of the child and the language is just not going with what the parent is saying. So for me, it's a big thing to help the children find their voice so that they can speak up and say, hey, you know what, Ma, I appreciate the support, but I'm really interested in being a plumber. I'm really interested in being an entrepreneur and helping them to understand how do you get to that? Because everything needs a prereq. Everything has a prereq. You have to prepare for every career, whether it's college, trade, whatever, everything you have to do some prep for. Even the military, you have to get physically fit. You have to be prepared. So how do we prepare them for that? That's interesting. Are you ever in the middle of those discussions between parent and child when the parent says you're going to be a doctor and the, and the child is like, oh, I'm going to be a plumber. How do you, how do you manage that? Because that's got to be difficult. So at that moment, my professional hat goes to the side and I'm full time mommy. Okay. And so I kind of tug on the parent like, look, you know, you have your career. You've made your decision. This is for them now. So you have to kind of sit back and let them make what's the best decision for them. Now, if they go into it later down the line, they figure out, you know what, maybe I, that's not what I wanted. Then you step in as a parent again and say, okay, well, we've done this. Now, how do we get to the next point? But we have to let our children live. We cannot try to dictate or create this vision because you'll have a child that's miserable and now they got all this debt if you didn't get scholarships and they're miserable. Wow. All right, our conversations with Juwan Smith will continue on LifeX Conversations with Daryl and Grace. We'll be right back. Welcome back to LifeX Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Uh, I'm Grace and our very special guest, Juwan Smith. Uh, I've heard so many great things about the 1,000 times organization. I've heard so many great things. And I was on the website, uh, talking about the events. So we're going to talk about the events, um, the etiquette program, the mentorship program, but let's go back to the conversation that you were having with Daryl before the break, Juwan, about, okay, you're in 100% mom mode, parent mode at that point. So can we mm -hmm. pick up there when you're mommy? So your team mommy, like, okay, well, this is how I feel about this, this, and this. So can we go back to that conversation that kind of gets you caught in the middle of parent, student, so what I usually do, I always try to put a personal spin on everything. So anybody that's been in my workshops know pretty much everything about me and my kids and our journey because the personal connection works. So I always tell people, you know, my, my son, I was gung-ho, 100% full speed ahead. He's going to be a surgeon. And then we had a situation where I had to have surgery and they stuck me with a needle and he almost passed out. Nice. So at that moment, I realized my son's not going to be a surgeon. He can't stand the sight of blood. Oh so God. I had to sit back and say, son, what is it that you want to do? And I realized all this time he's been going, following this path that I created and was putting what he wanted in the back. Right. And I felt so bad. So I actually, it almost gets to the point when I'm talking to the parents where they kind of feel bad. But I think you have to get there so that you can see like, this is not about me. It's about the kid. This is, that's so, so interesting. I can, there are times I think you need to have a video camera because I think you could start your own TV show with just that dynamic of you talking to the parent and the child and watching the expression on the child's face. Um, your, your experience of creating this thing, what was the difficulty and, and express some of your beliefs about when you're trying to get your daughter 
to go to college? What were you, what were the things that you were missing? And then what did you do? Okay, so what was the trigger for us was my daughter had this, she has dyslexia and she decided, you know what, I want to go to college. We're in middle school. She was going to an inner city school. I'm a single mom. And she told a teacher and the teacher said, well, with dyslexia, you might as well just get ready for the job for us. You're not going to college. She came home. She was livid. This lady told me I can't go to college. And so for me, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, who are you to tell her she can't go to college? I mean, in my mind, I was like, always wondering, you know, she had dyslexia, how hard would college be? You know, I was, as a mom, my mom hat was like, I don't want to send her somewhere and she's going to struggle. And from that point forward, my daughter was like, I'm going to college. She ended up graduating six in her class. Nice. So all of the stuff that was told to her that she wouldn't be, it was a motivator. But it also motivated me to start doing research because when I would go to the school and I'm like, it's middle school, I'm like, hey, my daughter wants to go to college. What can I do? Oh, well, you'll get to work on that in high school. So I got brushed off a lot. And so I kind of felt like, hey, you know, if we work together as a team, the school, the parent and the child, maybe we could get more accomplished. But it just wasn't set up that way. They didn't even have anything on their website for middle school parents. It was all for 11th and 12th graders. Right, right. And like you said, you can never start preparing your child uh, too early, you know, and, and so with that, so let's talk about your organization, uh, Juwan, and how you partner with the school systems. So what happened was I, I tell this story and people, and sometimes they look at me like I'm crazy when I tell it, but I entered this pitch competition with the Cleveland Leadership Center. It's called Accelerate. And I entered in the education category. And lo and behold, one of my judges was the CEO of Cleveland School Districts. Now, I would have never had the opportunity to get in front of this man and pitch this idea. Like, realistically, normal, everyday mom, I would have never had this chance. So um, I pitched my idea of presenting workshops for moms from a mom to teach different things to help them get ready for college. And literally, I won the education category. Literally that next week, he had his people call me and I had a meeting with him. So I'm sitting in the CEO's office and he's like, so how can we get this going? At the time, it wasn't even a program. I was just kind of helping people here and there. So it wasn't even a curriculum or anything. So I had a contract before I even had curriculum. So I always tell people my organization had a head and it didn't even have a body. So I kind of had to create everything and catch up because the CEO was like, let's do this. And I had to hurry up and make it happen. So um, I always tell people like that was my motivation. Like it was a need and he saw it and he believed in it and he made it happen. Absolutely. Oh. So I would imagine, I'm sorry, dear. So I would Go imagine ahead. that they helped you uh, to get funding for this So program. I actually became a vendor for the school district. And okay. so the work that I was doing is family and community engagement, which has their own funding. And so they're always looking for ways to increase family engagement. So I became like one of the key pieces of the family engagement process with that school district. And then the word just continued to grow and I started to pick up more districts. So I started with one district. By the second year, I had five districts. The next year I had more districts. Plus I was doing workshops in a prison. Like it just continued to grow. Like it, it was like wildfire. So let me ask you this. So you're in the CEO's office. He, he, he tells you that he wants to do this. And in the back of your mind, you're going, I really don't have a curriculum. How, how quickly did you leave that man's office? Let me say this. Did you run out of that man's office, run home and create that curriculum like in the next days? Because a lot of times people go, you know, I need months. I need time to get this done. 
let's talk about you all of a sudden. You've got to concentrate, you've got to concentrate on getting this done. And how soon did he want you to start? I went home. I worked on that curriculum for about a, re- a week, like nonstop. I don't even know if I slept that week because they, they were ready for me to get to work. Like the contract, they were setting me up as a vendor. Um, from the time it took for them to get me set up as a vendor, I had stuff lined up. And it became like I became a parent advocate for him. So he was sending me places to speak. I, he had sent me to Boston. I spoke at um, Harvard as a parent about the different work and the needs of the parent. And that was huge at the WGBH Air Forum. And then I spoke at the National Family and Community Engagement Conference. It was over 5,000 people there. So I became a voice of parent empowerment. So it created a huge platform for me to give a voice to parents. Wow, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm just, because I'm, I'm so in awe. Like I said, I've heard so many amazing things. And um, so you became the voice of the parents. So they're sending you. So, so this was just like a natural progression, whether you were ready or not, Juwan. It was right. like, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it was like <laughs> my granny right. said, my granny said, strap on in, it's time to ride. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. And, and, and look where we are now. So did you even imagine when you got started, did you even imagine that you would be where you are today, Juwan? Not in a million years. I, I'm going to tell you this. I always felt as a parent that they don't see us. And in a lot of situations, they don't see you. And I always felt like I'm going to keep fighting. And I'm going to keep fighting until you see me. But I always felt like I was not seen. I was not heard. And then it got to the point where it became, uh-oh, here she come. And I didn't even mind it because if, if I'm coming, that means I'm fighting for something for our children. I mean, I've got speed signs put at schools, street lights put in parking lots. Like it's so much bigger than just the um, college prep work. Like it gave me a platform to be a voice to get stuff done for families across the board. You say you have five school districts right now. Right now I have seven school districts because I have some uh, West Side districts. So at Fairview Park, I'm, at, I'm there every year at the end of the school year for like two weeks. That's one of my, my bigger contracts. I'm there literally all day for two weeks in Fairview Park working with their 11th graders, getting them prepared for 12th grade. How do you manage all of this? I mean, from Fairview Park to the east side of Cleveland to doing speaking engagements and everything else, it, it's going to take its toll on you. And I'm going to be honest, I'm willing to bet it has not stopped growing. Oh, no, it, it definitely has not stopped growing. Um, the Thousand Ties has actually almost overshadowed my college prep work. Um, there are so many people, so many organizations, so many companies that want to be a part of the, the movement to help our young men. So that has actually kind of dominated right now. So I'm, you know, trying to wiggle room to keep the consulting stuff flowing. But on the other side of that, I've had a now hiring sign up for six months and have not been able to hire anybody to help facilitate curriculum. So um, I'm definitely looking to hire. Um, I have funding to hire. I just can't find anybody to hire because it is um, a lot of, it's very overwhelming with the two businesses. And then I have my books and then I'm also a commercial model. So I have a lot going on. So I'm definitely looking to hire more people to help facilitate the curriculum. Right. And what, so what are the qualifications that you're looking for, Juwan, to help facilitate the curriculum? So it's a great position for a recent college grad. So someone that's comfortable with public speaking, someone that is personable, has customer service skills, someone that knows how, that's punctual, that, that's a big thing because I did hire one person and it, was, it did not work out. Uh, somebody that has a heart for the community. 
you can't do this and just do it because it's a job. You have to really care about the kids because they can tell when you don't. Absolutely. And have so you, that's have, key. Have you communicated or talked with some of the colleges or universities across the country uh, and what you're looking for? Because they can so start we, like an internship there, right? That's what we are trying to build with Notre Dame right now. So we're trying to work um, with their seniors. They have a senior internship program. So that's the avenue I'm trying to go right now. Um, I tried something with Cleveland State. It didn't really work out in my favor. So we're going to try this with Notre Dame. And hopefully I can get a couple of students that need that internship time and they can go out and help facilitate the curriculum because it's definitely picking up. We are the mentoring program itself is in three different schools every day of the week. I mean, well, every once a day, every week. So we're in Maple, we're in Cleveland and we're in Shaker once a week. So that alone um, is a lot. So we're, I'm definitely looking to bring more people on to help. So when are you going to build a building? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a, I have a dream. I'm gonna say that I have a dream. I, <laughs> and, and real quick, I mean, this segment's close to being wrapping up, so I don't. We'll just come back after that. But you've got three books. You've got mentor programs. You've got, you you have so much going on, and I think some people are afraid of that's too much. You know what I mean? It's it's too much, and how do I handle all of this? And yeah, I'm harping on it, but I think people need to know. That if you have a passion for something, time don't matter. It doesn't feel like work. I love what I do. I love what I do. And the kids make it worth it. Like when I have, um, I partner with the Q's at Wade Park. So we alternate Fridays. And when I'm not there, the Q's call me all the time. Like all they was asking for is where's Miss Smith? So I love what I do. And I love having that connection with the babies. And it does not feel like work. I, I, I literally, I can't say it enough. I love what I do. And you know what? And, and it shows, like you said, they know that you care and they see it. And not only do the students, but the people that want to partner with you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, our show airs, you know, of several stations across the country. So people will hear that passion and you never know what might happen. Like you said, you have a dream about building a building. Somebody might donate a building to you. And I say, we want to donate this building to you, X, Y, Z, free and clear. You just never know how that is going to, to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally open to all partnerships. I mean, I've, we, I get contacts at least once a week from a different organization or a different corporation that wants to work with us. We just picked up Sherwin Williams. They're like one of our biggest sponsors right now. So it's, it's definitely growing. And with that, we're able to service more children. Because of that partnership, we're able to go into Maple Schools now. So I'm loving the opportunities. I'm loving all of the partnerships. And I'm loving everybody's commitment to our young men. When we come back, we'll hear more from Duane Smith. Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. We'll be right back. This is Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. I am Daryl Scott. Joining me is Grace Roberts. And our guest is Juwan Smith, the CEO of a whole bunch of things. It's almost that. CEO of a whole bunch of things. And one of them is an, a, an organization called 1000 Ties. You mentioned it started because your son was trying to learn how to tie a tie on YouTube. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm older than both of you, and I still have not mastered the tie. And it's, it's pretty funny. But 
Tell me more about 1000 Ties. So that I came up with it for that reason. And then I started to see all of the different things that my son and his friends really did. Well, my son knew, but I'm watching his friends and they're just not doing it. You know, they don't shake hands. When they talk, they don't make eye contact. They don't really communicate. They sit in a car together and text each other. Like it's just so many different things that they weren't doing. And I'm like, we have to help them. We can't keep complaining that they can't accomplish stuff and we are not trying to help them eliminate the barriers. So um, I came up with this idea to just have a day of community. So we started with having the 1000 ties event. We did it in partnership with Cleveland schools and we had men from the community come in. Of course, I partnered with all of the fraternities. We will have workshops and speakers. And then at the end, we will have the grand finale where they would be in a room and the men from the community would teach them how to tie ties. So the initiative involves the whole community. Prior to the event, we put boxes out all over the community in the libraries and different businesses, and people can donate their ties. So we use those ties at the event. We let them learn how to tie a tie. We give them the tie. At the end, we had a big meal. And so after they left, I kind of was like, we teach them these skills, and then we just let them go. Like, I was feeling empty. Like, I feel like we really didn't accomplish anything. So that's when I created the mentoring component to the program that why that way we can continue to work with them not just the event right so you're right because you want to stay connected you know and then so so let's talk about the mentoring program Joanna. then talk about how often the students come back to you and say hey i want to help you know or they decide they're off to go to college and they want to come back and volunteer you know and be a mentor for the next generation so my my one of my bigger success stories is a young man named Julian. I actually give out a scholarship. And so I created this scholarship. I met this young man and I'm like, he's phenomenal. I want to help him. And so I created this scholarship. He was the first recipient of my scholarship. He ended up graduating from high school and college at the same time, went off to college um, in two whoa, years, whoa, finished whoa. his- Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Did yeah. you say he graduated from high school and college at the same yeah. time? Yes, he yeah. had. He got his associate's degree. So he dual enrolled. So he did- high school diploma, he graduated from there that one week, the next week he got his uh, diploma, his associate's degree. Wow. So he ended up getting a full ride to Miami University, finished, got his undergrad in two years. At the same time he was doing all of that, he was a full-time model. So you can go to any mall right now and see Julian up on the Hollister poster. So <laughs> Julian is actually one of our mentors and one of the spokesmen for 1000 Ties now. So he came back, he's a mentor, he's active, and he's a professional model. So I say all that to say that we pour into them and they will return. And so when I get people that show those same kind of desires, like Julian just wanted to be successful. He wanted to be great. And so that's what we try to pour into our boys. And with our community-based program, we do one virtual workshop a month and we do a community service initiative and we do an outing a month. So three times a month, we work with our community service kids. And then our, our school-based kids, we go once a week. So Wade Park, we're there once a week. Maple, we're there once a week. Shaker, I'm there once a week. So once a week, they get a different piece of curriculum, whether it's something from my curriculum or something from the cues. Then we have this amazing partnership with Tri-C Metro. It's a STEM program. So our boys actually get to go down to Tri-C and they have a day of STEM. So they learn about STEM. Then they get to play with the competition robots. And then they actually get to build a car and program it, and they get to take that home with them. So it, they're learning so many different skills in this mentoring program. Wow, that's it's amazing to me. So how can somebody listening, because I want to talk more about that, but how can somebody listening right now 
uh, they want to learn more about you, about 1000 Ties, about the programs, the initiatives, or they just want to donate to your cause? 1000ties.net. 1000ties.net is us. Um, you can go to our website, our social media. Right now, we have a thing going with uh, Newburgh Paris Law Firm where they're sponsoring us for the month. So if you go to Newburgh Paris, like their page, they'll donate some money. So you don't even have to physically donate yourself. All you got to do is go like their page. So you can help in that way. Uh, we're always accepting ties. You can donate those to the Memorial Nottingham Library or the Lee and Howard Library at any time of the year. And uh, we're always looking for volunteers to mentor, but they have to be able to pass a background check. Absolutely. So those are the ways that they can uh, help us out with the programming. We're continuing to grow, so we're going to always need more funding. So you can make a donation on our website. The, the wow. Donating the ties. I remember back in the day before you were both born, um, <laughs> ties was the thing. Don't get me wrong. I love my ties. I don't have, and it's one of those things I don't get to wear them as often as I'd like to. But you can go to certain places and you can find some really sharp ties that will accessorize your outfit if you're wearing. And if you've got a sharp looking black suit and you've got the right tie, it, it pops. So that, that whole tie thing, I, I, I like that tie in and I'm still trying to figure out how to properly tie a tie. Is it a double Windsor? Is it a single Windsor? You should know what I'm talking about. Um, I know, I know how to tie a tie. But the problem is, <laughs> here, here's the problem. And, I, and I'm willing to bet that other men have the same problem. I got a big neck. So they don't necessarily always make ties for, we'll call them big neck guys. There's something wrong with that statement, but I think you know what I mean. So it always winds up being a little short because, Jawan, help me out. The tie should come to the top of the belt. Yes. If you're doing it, it correctly, should. it should. It should. So it should. There, are, there are times when you, you got to make some alterations. It's either too long or it's too short, but you got to get it just right. And sometimes that doesn't happen in one attempt at tying a tie. So it, it is, it is interesting. Now you have an event coming up with this 1000 ties thing. Yes, what we is, do. What is all offered during this event? So the event, this is our third year. Uh, we usually do two events, but this year due to the pandemic, we're just going to do one big event. And um, the event is February 12th at Warrensville Heights High School. And at the event, we have a lot of surprises this year. Like, I'm so excited because last year we didn't get to do it because of the pandemic. So we're coming back with a bang. Like, we'll have a Warrensville Heights marching band there. We're going to have a fashion show. So they'll actually get to see different ways that they can dress with their ties. We're going to have um, multiple speakers. Our keynote is Mike Mathis. He's like a big person that's kind of like out here on the ground working with a lot of young people. We have a professionals panel. Um, the theme of the event this year is conflict resolution because there have been a lot of fights and a lot of stuff going on. So we want to teach them different ways to deal with conflict before it becomes a thing. So uh, we have our professionals panel and then everybody will get to pick another workshop that they actually want to go to. And when I say our lineup of speakers is like top notch this year, it's crazy. Like we have Ethan Holmes who has Holmes Applesauce, which is amazing. He's a local entrepreneur that went to Cleveland State. A young guy has a great story. Uh, we have um, Coach Ray Dawu Hamza, Ozell Dobbins that owns Flood's Restaurant. He owns multiple restaurants here. So we have a, a nice lineup of speakers. We also have a workshop for the moms. We call it the Moms Chat. 
And so the mom's chat, we always bring a licensed psychologist and then we always bring something additional to help them when it comes to money. So this year we have a DIY specialist. So she'll be teaching them different things that they can make out of products from the dollar store. So we want this to be a family event. So to eliminate barriers, we have activities for the little babies and then we have something for the moms. And then at the end we have our Thai session and then everybody gets a meal. I love it. And how can people get more information about these and go to the website and get all yeah. the information? 1000ties.net. Another thing I wanted to point out that's important for this event is we have a lot of employers that will be there. So if you're over 16 and you've been looking for a job, make sure you come. We will have employers that will be interviewing and hiring on the spot. Love it. Love it. You know, I just thank you, Juwan, for caring so much for our young people. And, you know, that's something because there's a lot of people um, that are that are looking to donate. They want they have the money, they have the resources and you have a lot of amazing partnerships with organizations. But then there are people, individuals that want to donate um, to an organization, organization like yours, because it is pouring into our young people, our leaders, our future leaders. So telling them, showing them that we love you and we got your back and we want to be here to help you. So we want to push you along. We want to help you. We want to hold your hand. We want to support you and catapult you into the next level, to the next stratosphere, you know, to be able right. to do this and say, just to say, you know what, here we, we we don't want any accolades or anything for us we want us to see you succeed you know right. and, and thinking about that and we see so much negativity on the news all the time every day and it just breaks my heart because i'm like mm -hmm. lord what gives so then here's right. an organization like this joan you've mentioned a lot about the kids you're doing a program for moms um where do dads fit in i'm going to take the role of the male and and i i understand that a lot of times dads are missing but at some point, you got to you got to bring us back. How are you doing that? So we will have a speaker there for the men. We have um, someone in place that will be kind of a sounding board from there. We have Al Grimes from the Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga County Fatherhood Initiative. He comes every year and he's a great resource for our fathers. And so we encourage them to come as well, because this day of community they might be there for their son, but then they might connect with a couple of other boys there as well. So we definitely, you know, encourage the fathers to come. Like I said, Al Grimes will be there and um, he brings so many different resources himself. So we do bring something in for the fathers. I love it. 1000ties.net, uh, February 12th here in Northeast Ohio. Yes, indeed. So to be able to say that 1,000 ties originated here in Cleveland, Ohio, how great is that? I'm trying to do something great for our city. If we can start this footprint here, we may be able to save boys everywhere. Amen. Amen. Definitely. Are, are you looking to grow, first of all, outside of, and I'll do it this way, outside of Cuyahoga County, then in the state of Ohio, and then outside the state of Ohio? Yes, we are definitely going on the road. We were actually supposed to hit the road and the pandemic hit. So we were already on our way and now we have to regroup, but we will definitely be taking 1,000 ties to as many high poverty rate cities as we can. I still go, how are you gonna do a, with all this time? You, you, you got a lot on your plate there, young lady, and, and it's growing. So it's not like, it, it's not like the, the plate is getting empty, the plate is getting fuller. Right. How are you managing your, how do you manage your time? 
Well, my son is is my my right hand right now. So um, he definitely steps in a lot. And that actually has helped him grow as a young man, being able to speak and um, get out and get in front of the young people. So he teaches chess to the boys. He does a lot of the tie lessons. So my son is right there by my side. And as I stated, I'm definitely looking to hire. I'm looking for a personal assistant. I'm looking for a facilitator. So I'm definitely looking to bring people on so that we can continue to grow. But um, so long as I got breath in my body, I'm going to do as much of this work as I can. Wow. Wow. Well said. And I want you to think about this, Joanne, when we come back from break. Um, if you could leave us with a thought, if you could give our listeners across the country, if you could give them something to think about, what would it be? Don't answer yet. Uh, answer when we come back. We'll be right back on Life Act Conversations with Daryl and Grace and Juwan Smith1000times.net. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace and our very special guest, Jawan Smith. Jawan, I want you to uh, think about, give us, if you could leave us with a thought or, give, or just give us something to think about, give our listeners across the country something to think about, what would it be? That you can't make a puzzle with just one piece. So what part of the puzzle are you willing to be? Wow. I've never heard it put that way before. That's very good. Uh, when I use it, I will credit you. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'm, right I'm honest. We'll cite you, Juwan. Here's the, the other thing that we, we have yet to talk about, which kind of coincides with um, getting our babies back, to, getting our babies to college one on one and 1,000 times. You're also an author. Yeah. You have three books. My, my favorite one, which I, I got to find, is. Grandma Hattie's Ice Cream, which I think is just a tremendous title. But tell us about your books and how they might be able to get them. So all of my books are about real life situations and real people. So Grandma Hattie is actually my great grandmother and she used to make this amazing ice cream. And so my grandson has all of these books where he learned to count, but none of the people in the books are people of color. So um, I thought that why not teach young children how to count? and learn their colors with scoops of ice cream. So that's what I did. I created this book. Um, and in the back of the book is also an ice cream recipe. So children can learn measurements and they can have a fun snack at the end. And that's Grandma Hattie, go ahead. No, I said, I was just about to ask you. I didn't want to cut you off, but I was going to ask you about that recipe. Yes, it's, in the, it's, it's not grandma's recipe. <laughs> I don't, we, we didn't get access to that. I, it's gone with her, but um, there is a, it's a kid-friendly recipe in the back of the book that they can make ice cream with. And this book also comes as a coloring book. So you can learn your colors and use the crayons to color to make sure you're learning it the right way. So Grandma Hattie comes two ways. My other book, Zakari Goes to College, is about a college visit. Um, it's a little boy and his grandmother and his uncle, a non-traditional family. I wanted to highlight that because a lot of children don't live in a traditional mother-father household. So I wanted to highlight that. And we talk about his college visit. The back of the book is a resource guide, different organizations you can contact to help you with the college process. And Zakari is actually a series. So he's going to be like the curious George for little kids. So the next book that comes out for Zakari is Zakari's Carnival Adventure. That comes out March 7th. And the other character in that book is a local police sergeant with Cleveland Police District. She's not a, um, with them anymore. But Sergeant Leon worked with me on this project and teaching children what to do if they get lost. So each one of the books teaches something and they all feature characters of color and they can order them on my website, JawanSmith.com. Flavor is the ice cream. 
<laughs> you said, where's the ice cream? No, what flavor is the ice cream? They're, they're all flavors. There are 10 flavors in the book. So you have to read the book. 10, oh, now I got a three. 10 flavors. The children hate the one that I use for black. They, they don't like the black, but I got to teach you the color black. Dark chocolate. No, that's brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I got to think. Remember, think back. Remember, right? <laughs> Grace, Grace, ask a question while I try to think of a, a black flavor. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to go to the website, Juwan Smith, J O W A N S M I T H dot com. Yes. JuwanSmith.com. So, anyone listening, if you want to get these books, if you want to get uh, Grandma Hattie's ice creams, Zakari goes to college and has a resource guide. I love it. I love it. And it, it's a twofold. And uh, Juwan, continue success in everything that you are doing. And it's a lot. It's yes, thank a lot. You. And, and what I believe, too, Juwan, is as, like, as you continue uh, to get, get the word out and open it up. Um, there will be people from other parts of the country and other parts of the that, other parts of the world even that will hear about what you're doing and want to donate or volunteer their time or services or expertise to the cause because it is like it's, it's greater than you and you were obedient to it and when it came to you and boom 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 and here we are you don't even have a curriculum no, <laughs> like okay don't have a curriculum what? And then it got to the point where I was working my day job at the county and it was becoming, I was enjoying this so much. I just ended up quitting my job. And my son was like, oh my goodness, mom, I was so scared. <laughs> right, right. But see, he sees now, he's like, mom, you had a vision and it came to you and you just, and and, it's, and everybody, like you see all the support that you get uh, from people, from companies, from organizations uh, that want to help because they see the, the great they see what you're doing and what it is becoming. I definitely believe it's out. My tagline for my other, my educational firm is, it's more than a business, it's a movement. And I believe that tagline fits for 1,000 ties as well, because it's definitely more than a business. It's a movement. Yeah. My first thing is, can licorice be a flavor? No. It is. No. It is. I'm sorry, Juwan. No, we don't like licorice. <laughs> That's why all the kids, when I read the book, when I go to book readers, they'd be like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with the kids, Juwan. Oh, we don't like licorice, Juwan. Mrs. Smith, oh where did you that? <laughs> you, you, you throw on commercial modeling, and, and, and it's just, to me, it's amazing everything that you do. And let me say this before I forget, and I'm not going to ask a number, but it seems like you started a lot of this later in your life this is not yeah. coming out of college and getting started so that's the other thing i want people to know about you, you can do this in a different stage of your life how are you dealing with that yeah it, it definitely um shows when i get tired <laughs> mm -hmm. but um yeah i definitely did a whole 360 i had a great career working for the county but this caught me and so i just took that chance that this is where i'm supposed to be all of my life experiences led me to this point absolutely and here you are once and the best is yet to come i mean you've done some great things you've made some incredible strides but the best is yet to come. Like I said, the the uh, five thousand hats that you wear, right? The, I mean, you do so much, but it's even greater in store, Juwan. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I take everything as a challenge. I feel like um, the things are put in front of me, and I'm supposed to tackle them and create that path for people to walk down. So even if this is not for me long term, the outline is in place, so somebody can help our boy. 
I, I want to say that a lot of times on this show, and basically this is just a conversation between the three of us, but in all of these, I try to learn things. And one of the things I've learned from you, number one, you, you have a an energy that allows you to do many things and wear many different hats. Um, you, you have shown us that you have the ability to manage all of this and be successful. Yet, as Grace says, there's still more to come. Um, you are a wonderfully talented young lady. Uh, I wish you all the best. Um, we will pay attention to you. Uh, when you least expect it, there's going to be somebody standing at a door and you're going to look over and it's going to be, I bet that's Daryl. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but best of luck to you. Good luck with 1000 Ties, getting our babies to college, the, the books and the book series and the commercial modeling and being an author. And I'm tired from mentioning all that stuff, but I think you understand. Um, <laughs> you. Not a problem. So, Joanne, we really appreciate the time. Thank you for being here. You have been listening to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. We'll talk to you next week. Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Grace.